When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Mom and Dad are Fighting, Slate's parenting podcast for Monday, December 18th, the Giftapalooza edition. I'm Jamila Mew, a writer, contributor to Slate's Care and Feeding Parenting column, and mom to Naima, who's 10, and we live in Los Angeles. I'm Zach Rosen. I make another podcast called The Pest Advice Show, and I'm dad to Noah, who's six, and Ami, who's three. We live in Detroit, Michigan. I'm Elizabeth Newcamp. I write the family travel blog, Dutch Dutch Goose. I'm the mom of three littles, Henry, who's 11, Oliver, who's nine, and Teddy, who's seven. We live in Tokyo, Japan. Today's episode will be packed with gifts galore. We're first helping a listener pick out the perfect gift for her friend who just became a single parent. We're also tackling a question that isn't related to the holidays, but it's about gifts. Our letter writer's kid constantly comes home with gifts. Suspicious? Maybe. But if these are really gifts, should they be reciprocating? Finally, we'll wrap up the episode by talking about a really interesting article about gifting in a way that doesn't spoil your kids. All right, without further ado, let's get into our first question. Hello, mom and dad team. My best friend became a single mom by choice six months ago and is deep in the wonderful and intensely challenging world of parenting. I live far enough away from her that I can't come help out as often as I'd like to. Her back hurts, her needs come last, she is sleep-deprived, and we'll be having to add working back into the mix in a few weeks. I would really like to knock it out of the park this year with the Christmas gift that is actually useful to her, and somehow offers my support from afar, but is about her and not the baby. She gets her own gifts. Do you have any recommendations? With love and appreciation, wrapping up love. Zach, what do you think? Well, what a great friend you are for for trying to think about this. I have been thinking a lot about this. We have uh, a couple dear friends who are single moms. This is, this is what I came up with. Her back hurts. She needs a massage and she needs childcare and she needs them at the same time. So the way I thought about this, because you want to hit it out of the park, you want to not just, and I don't know how much money you want to spend and in fact, I was thinking if what I'm going to suggest is going to break your bank, like reach out to like three or four or five of your other friends and go go in on this together and blow her mind. And so this is my suggestion. Some fancy health clubs offer childcare. They also have like spas and massage there. And so I think you should get her, if not a full year membership, just like a trial membership to one of these places that has childcare. So you get her, let's say, two months or one month at this health club. um, And then you're going to have to buy the massages separately. So, you know, it's going to be however much for, for the membership, let's say $200 for the first month, and then another 100 per massage. So get her like a month long membership, and then like three or four massages. And you are going to really like win friend of the year with this gift i think because you all you need all we need as parents especially new parents is a goddamn break um and so you're getting her that she can also work out 
take a nap in the locker room for for all you care. But like one of these places that is going to give childcare and then be able to pamper you simultaneously. That's my idea. Some of them, if you use the spa, the childcare is free. So you might not even have to do. I, yeah, I understand yeah, yeah, yeah. the goal here is the that it would be recurring, which I love. But if that's not feasible, if you book at one of these places, a lot of times, even if you get two hours, mm-hmm. like on top of the ser- service, so she could go get an hour massage plus use the sauna or the gym or something, and you could get her like a package of those. So, you know, I love this idea of using the fancy gym for the spa plus the childcare. This is, mm-hmm. that would be an amazing, that's an amazing gift. Yeah, get your sauna on in there. Go take a nice shower. To um, sit in the cafe. That's okay. Yes. Yeah. I was thinking, what could you take off her plate that she hates doing? So does she mm. hate cleaning? Can mm. you get her a house cleaner? Yes. Does she hate cooking? Can you get her some kind of meal service? Does Great. she hate getting photos together? And that's something that's also really important to her. Can you do that for her? Can you be like, send me all of the baby photos from whatever, oh, and I will cute. put together a baby book for you. So can you take some labor that she either hates doing or would would mean something to her and have that done for her? Yeah. I also want to say that the gift, I feel like a lot of times we really want gifts to be a surprise. I think it is okay mm. to say... I have these three ideas and I yes. I want to I am going to spend X amount of money on you. You yep. cannot talk me out of that. That is what I'm doing for you. Which is Would so different prefer? from saying like what do you want? Yes. This yeah, that's great. I want to, I was thinking that a housekeeper might be nice for you and I had found this and this is what mm-hmm. I was going to spend. But would you rather have a massage? Or would, don't make her do any of the emotional labor. But I, it's okay to ask, guys. You just have to ask in a way where you've done the, the work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think these are all great suggestions. I think about those early days being a single mom myself. And I would have loved for somebody to have been thinking of me in this way. Not that people weren't helpful, but I think they were more so looking for me to ask for help as yeah. opposed yep. to just volunteering mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There was no such thing as a meal train back then. I never heard of, you know, but um, I definitely endorsed the food delivery services you know and that's something you might be able to do recurring um yeah they have some meal services where the food is already cooked so yeah. you don't have to do anything there are the ones where you get ingredients and then there's one where it's basically heat and eat um also care.com which allows you to connect with babysitters has gift cards so Solid. you know there's a good chance that if she's got an infant, she probably hasn't found a babysitter yet. And it's such a daunting process, but everybody through care.com is background checked and supposed to be on the up and up and you can give her a gift card, which will give her the opportunity to just say like, okay, there's no putting this off anymore. I actually have access to a babysitter. I might as well use it. And also if you're just going all out, pampering gifts are good too, even though some moms won't use them, but a big fluffy robe and fluffy slippers, a personal massager, a vibrator. Yeah. I think too, I love the way you're thinking. If you can put little notes in the next year in your planner, in your calendar or whatever, to call, to do the work of maintaining the friendship, 
that is a get this should not replace the physical gift you want to give the actual gift you want to give her but i think that something you could continue to do is just for the next year take on the burden of maintaining the friendship in a mm-hmm. in a way which is like i'm going to text you and you don't have to text back i'm going to leave you voicemails i'm going to call and check in when you've started back at work and make sure that i have 45 minutes an hour whatever to listen to you right um and let her know like you can bitch to me, you know, because <laughs> I think that's one of the things if you have a partner that you have someone to be like, this sucks and know that you yeah. still love the baby and that you're happy being a mom. If you don't have a partner, I think that's harder to feel to feel like I need to complain because that's like emotionally healthy. But I need to complain to someone who knows that I'm not being like, I hate this child. Yeah. Um, so if you can take the emotional labor of saying, you know, Hey, I'm texting you. Hey, like, how's it going? Like, what's the, you know, feel free to complain to me or like what's bothering you today? Like giving her that outlet and and mm-hmm. not being like, I'm here anytime. Um, yes. Yep. And exactly. when you don't hear back, be like, it's, I, you don't have to text back. Love you so much. You know, um, yeah. I think that's kind of an emotional gift you could give her over the next year. Yeah. It means so much to know that people are thinking of you. You know, mm. I will say that was one of the most helpful things for me when I was a baby that people, people who I wasn't even that close to, you know, just checked in on me. And I didn't always have a lot to say in response, but just knowing that like I'm on somebody's mind at a time where you're taking care of a baby by yourself means a lot. Yeah. Especially it sounds like you're far away. Maybe you're in a different time zone. So that can be really helpful too, because the hours of a of a mom with a baby are not regular. And so if you happen to like wherever those hours so that you could text her later, text her early, I think is also helpful. I used to love those like <laughs> late night texts that came in like, oh, I'm somebody else is awake. <laughs> yeah. And also like you could fly yourself out there for some long weekends and and i got at this earlier with the kind of friend funding if you if you pool your money together with your other friends if you all are lucky enough to be in a in a friend group like i'm gonna come out to you you know this weekend this month and then our other friend is going to come out next month and just like have like a year's worth of friends going to visit and taking the load off and helping you know clean the house babysit whatever um that might be great too i mean you know your friend the best so um you know, you'll you'll know what what would really excite her. But just just the idea of trying to blow her mind with a gift is is so so lovely. Well, wrapping up, love. Hopefully, these last minute suggestions helped everyone else. If you have a great gift idea for our listener, call us at six four six three five seven nine three one eight or email us at momanddadislate.com. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're diving into our second question. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We're back and ready to hear our second question. My kid comes home with stuff from school, little toys and now a little mini backpack. And he says that kids <laughs> at school gave it to him. 
And it's not that I don't trust him, but like, why are they giving him stuff? And should he be reciprocating? Are the parents mad that their kid is giving my kid their stuff? Does this happen with your kids? Thanks. Gifting back. Has this happened to any of you guys? Yes, it just happened. Yes. It happened. It's happening to us too. Like, uh, and I find it fascinating. <laughs> Naeem has also been the gifter. Oh, she has. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Like, I'm sure my kids are bringing little things to school that I don't even know about. Um, this just happened to us, though, with a friend and this very large Snoopy doll. <laughs> How large are we talking? Like, you know, half of Teddy's size, like large. Like a carnival size large. But I was at the house and the kid was like, you have to take this. And Teddy, you know, was like, oh, it's okay. I just like playing with it. Good, right? Like, okay. We've. Then he's like, no, I want you to have it. The mom's like, it's fine. So we took it home. But I felt uncomfortable, so instead I we kept it for like two weeks. I had Teddy write down all the things he did, and we actually last night at this um, Hanukkah celebration brought it back to them. Like, thanks so much for letting Snoopy spend the night for two weeks. Here's what he did. Um, mm. <laughs> the mom was sort of like, "No, you can keep it." So I don't know if she was like trying to get rid of it, um, but we we returned it. We've been on both the giving and receiving ends of this. And yeah, it does make me uh, weary. And I don't know what the answer is, though. Noah is intent on, and we'll see if this actually happens. Um, she's intent on making something for all her friends for the holidays. And so that's kind of the only thing that I think is acceptable. Because you can't just go and give one kid one thing. It's going gonna, it's gonna to cause... Um, some kind of torment in, in some kind of way. And so um, Noah is, we'll see, she has a week left before break. She's planning on making a bracelet for everyone in her class. And that's acceptable to me. Just like the, there's a policy at her school that you, you can't bring uh, your own snack unless you're going to share it with everyone because they, um, they provide snacks. And so it's the same kind of thing. Like I love the generosity that um, is coursing through her. But you have to give it to everyone. Otherwise, you're going to hurt some kids' feelings. And I'm sure there's all sorts of politicking around who gets what and why um, that, that we'll never understand. And so I feel like just making it, making this the, the rule, like if you're going to bring something for someone, you have to bring it for everyone. Um, and also discuss with the teacher because the teacher um, may or may not be aware of this, but they, they're going to have some ideas of how to um, navigate this. It's very complex stuff. Yeah, I wouldn't worry too much if it's small stuff, you know, things that cost under five bucks. But when it starts to be bigger ticket items, you know, something you can imagine a child might have asked for, you know, like an action figure or a Barbie doll, then you may want to rein it in. But, you know, toss your kid and say, did you ask your friend if it was okay with their parents? You yeah. know, make sure that they're doing that. Ask your friends, would it be, would your mom be okay with you giving this to me? Um and being reciprocal. So maybe getting some little trinkets that you keep around, you know, just so when this happens, he can say, thank you. I've got a little something for you as well, like a slinky or, you know, something small. Naima convinced me to buy the same shirt in two colors so she could bring one to school for her bestie to wear. She, I think she said she took it off, but I don't remember seeing the shirt anymore. I feel like... So I was confused by the question in terms of, and I think the, the parent writing in is too, 
Like, is their child asking for the item or are these kids just volunteering? Because I do Mm. see in sort of this, like these kids, my kids, that if their friend is really enjoying playing with something, they'll be like, oh, you can have it. Like, you seem to really like this. You can have it. Um, Mm. Which is like, I think for me, like feels uncomfortable, but also it's like sort of a good that like I... I have no attachment to this. You seem to really enjoy this. Go ahead. <laughs> so it's also like, is that happening? But Jamila, I really like the advice that like their the kids' automatic response should be like, "Have you asked a parent?" Because um, that that's the thing about this question. I feel like the little toy is fine, but the mini backpack. I don't know how many, but m- you need to check in with someone about that. I think. Yeah. All right. What advice do you guys have for gifting back? You know the drill. Email us at momanddadislate.com or call us at 646-357-9318. We're going to take one more break. Be back in a second. We wanted to end today's talking about an interesting piece from Kelsey Borison over at the HuffPost. It's called How to Unspoil Your Kid, According to Parenting Experts. Zach, can you get us up to speed? Yeah, I like this piece. It's um, The subtitle is, if you want to put a stop to your child's entitled behavior, you'll need to change your parenting approach. And especially during this Hanukkah season, um, I'm, I'm, I've been thinking a lot about like the balance between, you know, the fun. We, we spent this whole episode talking about how fun it is to, to, to give gifts. So I, I love giving to my kids. It's, it's kind of what we, we do every day. But toggling between this generosity and and showing some boundaries and just like being able to say no is is also so important and so there's like a number of things we can think about um when we think about what does it mean to unspoil our kids if they if they are spoiled and it's like i think i think um depending on the day like it's not like your kid is spoiled or isn't spoiled or entitled or not entitled it's like they have their moments of feeling entitled or spoiled so it's not like they are it's it's one or the other um but there's this quote that says in the article there's never a limit to how much love you have and show children this does not contribute to that sense of entitlement but if your way of showing love to your child is tending to their every wish and need without teaching them that there are limits and that they can do and work towards things themselves then your kids are more likely to be entitled and um so they they start by saying that we need to do some self-reflection on our own, take some time to think about why we make some of the parenting decisions that we do. Like if we are ones to over-purchase for our child, if we were ones to kind of spoil our, ch- our children materially, why do we find it too difficult to say no? Um, and how does it make us feel after we've bought something or said yes when we really wanted to say no, which I think we've all been in that position. So you have to start with you, start by looking in the mirror, and then do things to encourage autonomy. Uh, this means not doing for your child what they can already do for themselves. Like stuff as simple as like, you know, get dressed yourself, put your shoes on, bring dishes to the sink. Um, and there, there's a number of other steps that we can talk about, which this article gets into really in, in a really um, pretty deep way, I think. But I'll leave it at that um, to start with. How did this piece strike the two of you? Hit close to home, buddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Doing things for Naima that she can do for herself in particular. You know, I'll make her plate and I'll tell her to go get herself or to get us both some water, you know. And sometimes she'll just say, 
mommy, I'm so tired, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. But I'm making her do those things. And slowly I've just been making her do more stuff, period, because I realized that on some level she is entitled and she is used to me doing mostly everything for her. Because also it's like easier often to do stuff for them than it is to watch them figure it out themselves imperfectly. So I yes. I get that. It's kind of a short-term win just to be like, fuck it, I'm going to do it for it's- you. But you're absolutely right. My love language is acts of service. So I feel... Same particularly loved when someone does something for me Mm -hmm. um that it's more of this like are they asking me to do it at a time where it's like super inconvenient such that it feels like i'm already carrying 40 things you're carrying nothing and you ask me to grab something from the car like that to me is spoiled versus like i just sat down we're all about to watch a movie would you bring me this thing that I forgot, right? Like, I think it's it's okay for them to ask, but it's also okay for you to be like, no, and in fact, you should be like, no, can you see that I my arms are full or that I have eight other tasks that would fall before that? Could you just get up and get it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm interested, Zach, because you brought this to us and you said that you felt inspired in this with Hanukkah here. Yeah. Is it the like that they're getting a gift every night? Cause I was thinking before I read the article, I was thinking like, uh Oh, is this going to be like, you know, Christmas, these Christmas is coming for us. Hanukkah for you. Mm-hmm, these mm-hmm. activities in which the kids get a whole, like the whole, not the whole point, but like what it has become is this exactly. consumer um, right. thing. Like, are you feeling bad that they're getting stuff? Did they ask for stuff and you couldn't say no? Did you, like, I guess I'm interested why this rang so true right now for you. I mean, it's, I think it's the American way for, like, both Hanukkah and Christmas for the main parts to be about about gifts. Um, and so, yeah, she's just been, like, even for the weeks leading up to Hanukkah, she's like, am I going to get something every night? And, you know, I, like we talked about what she wanted and like she wanted a lot of things frankly all of them were like pretty pretty light lifts and nothing was so so expensive but like we ended up just getting her a couple things and then my family you know the grandparents got got her a handful of things too so she is going to end up getting a little something every night which wasn't our plan um and so i feel like i am kind of I have kind of caved in because I, I told her early on, like, you're not going to get something every night, but now she is going to get something every night. Um, and so uh, there is there is that. I definitely haven't been enforcing that that boundary. Um, like this idea of this, it's, it talks about this in the article that at some point your kid will be upset with you. And I still don't think I'm great with that. But like the author says, it's inevitable your kid is going to get angry or disappointed with you at times. They might even say they don't like you or need you, but parenting isn't about being popular or well-liked all the time. And um, especially now, I'm just like getting off on how great, how excited the kids get when they when they get gifts. So um, I think that I definitely need to work on being a little bit more of a a hard ass. I think of spoiled in terms of gifts as like the inability to be thankful that someone thought of you and gave this to you, right? Not about not getting something. Particularly when it's like, again, I'm using the word purpose, and I know that's not the purpose, but like the expectation of the holiday is I'm going to get something. 
Like, and that wasn't, even if that wasn't set out by you, like that exists, I think it's okay for them to want things and it's okay for us to give them things, but it's our job to teach them like to be thankful that that we were able to make that happen Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that it happened. Right. Agreed. And that the disappointment, it's, it's also okay for them to feel disappointed that they asked for something and that that didn't come. I totally agree. I totally agree with that. The last point, and I think this is this should be made emphatically that that the author of this HuffPo piece makes is that we need to refrain from shaming them. Making Ugh, your kid feel ashamed over their entitled behavior isn't going to be productive for them or for you. Um, and I'm definitely guilty of having done this before. Um, and so just just being aware of that, like there's you know our kids are young. the The idea of getting gifts like is it's it's, it's a very shiny idea for them. So. You, I can understand why Noah um, especially has been like super amped up about Hanukkah. And so I'm, I'm really trying uh, not to shame her, but just to like, you know, have some conversations with her about gratitude and stuff like y'all were saying. All right. Again, the article is how to unspoil your kid by Kelsey Borison. We'll link to it in the show notes and that's our show. Be sure to join us for our annual holiday party episode on Thursday. It's a lot of fun. Our kids will be on the mic and we also have a big announcement. So tune in. This episode of Mom and Dad are Fighting is produced by Rosemary Belson and Mara Curry. Shasha Leonard is the voice of our listeners. Alicia Montgomery is the VP of Slate Audio. For Elizabeth Newcamp and Zach Rosen, I'm Jamila Lemieux. Thanks for listening. Something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.